Chapter 1 The Mysterious Woman I provoke you and make you keep on going. Tie me with your rope. Make me your brown horse. I am a wild beast, so ride me without a seat. You will feel it real deep when I move it with my thing. Watch out so you don't fall. Ride me on the floor. Hit me with your hair if I misbehave. I will move it fast. Jumping you will land. I promise you'll be saved if you hold on to my neck. Splashing all your sweat. Dripping on my chest. Licking all your flesh. Having just a taste. Coming just to play. Hidden every day. Getting in the woods. Lost under the moon. Ride me until we arise. Lost into my eyes. Ride me until we come. Ride me. I'm your horse. Perhaps you think I haven't changed. That I'm nothing more than a playboy. Spinning a bed of fantasies for dreamy, vulnerable women to fall into. Sneaking out of their bedroom in the middle of the night. Perhaps you see her gorgeous face and her beautiful hair, but look closer at her body. Not the smooth, round curve of her hips and her small waist, not down to her thighs. Do not look at her wedding ring and panic that her husband can come in any second, but rather look at her upper arms. Do you see it? Yes. Pay attention to the bruises around her arms, the purple marks from a brutish grip on her delicate skin. Can the pillow allow you to see from your angle her nose job, which is a result of a broken bone? Perhaps she likes it rough and to talk dirty, too. If you were my bitch, I'll be your tick. I'll attach to your skin, drink when you bleed. I'll be close to your heart, and your love will end my thirst. I'll taste from the source, drinking until I explode. I'll suck and make you tickle. Stop or I will tinkle. I'll feel your paw on me. I love your touch. So sweet. You'll carry me so deeply and care enough to feed me. A cruel and secret love no one will need to know. I know there are no excuses for my actions or hers, but believe it or not, I am just trying to do my job and protect her protecting her by seducing her to win her trust. So one day, she'll be free of that animal that treats her like nothing more than an expensive, annoying object. Helping her by putting her at risk, you may think, but I am a ghost and he will never see me until I collect enough evidence and catch him in the act. If only he could see your face when you see me. See all the joy pouring out of your smile. That looks so full of life, it emphasizes the brightness in your eyes. If he could only see your cheeks turning pink, and the grace and excitement of your hands. If he could just for a moment open his eyes to see your hair, he would probably understand the beauty he is losing. Maybe a moment will be enough for him to go back, to remember how it was ten years ago. Maybe that would be enough to revive that passion he lost. There is no getting tired of a sunset, but there is being too busy to look at it. The incredible beauty remains. It only needs a second of attention for you to notice it. 
How hard is it to pay attention? You spend more time depriving her of her freedom. I know you understand her beauty and want her just for yourself. Then why is it so difficult to admire and appreciate her? Abusing her won't make you stronger, but loving her will give you strength. Winning her love back would be the drive that makes you unstoppable. It is that drive that would make you come back to her when you are away and make you go weeks without eating to survive and see her again. Jealousy will make you starve in just one day, will spin your head around and make you weak. It will make you the monster you are supposed to protect her from. If he could only see your face when you are with me, he would probably feel again the fire that makes people climb a mountain. Gain the extra speed that makes an athlete win the race. He'll never feel tired and the pain will be ignored when you are next to him. If he could only feel again that strength that your love gives, not the effect of his money or power over you, he would probably understand how weak he is without you. But to understand better what I do, you have to go back to where everything started, to where I lost my soul, but not my hope to one day find her, the only woman I truly love, though everything about her was erased and her location remains a mystery. What does the face of my sweetest secret look like? I can't distinguish her hair, hidden in the shadow. No one knows. But she is there in the back burner of my heart. Where no one knows she exists. Where no one knows what she means to me. By what name should I call her to keep her as a mystery? Under what circumstances would I be able to be with her? It's only right for my heart to reply with her name to every heartbeat, since for my lips it's prohibited saying it. The sun is out and shining, but it's raining outside. Everything is not what it seems without her. Silences come to be so loud, and my secret love shines so much in the darkest place I call my life. Wonders turn into confusion when I only dream of seeing her. Wonders keep my reality a blur when I only think of kissing her. A magical love that spectacularly disappears to eventually reappear in the final act. The perfect prestige for my soul that tries to hold on to what it feels like to be with her again. Now that time is fading her away from me. Our lovely memories are the only thing that contradict our distances. For all the right feelings to be together. For all the wrong reasons not to be. My hidden treasure that I'm not able to spend. No rubies, gold, or diamonds. But a fortune's worth of pieces of my lonely, broken heart. Full of her sweet memories. Broken for never being able to confess the one I love. But why would you want to know her anyway if she is just a stranger? Why would it be important to you? And what is her connection to you? Perhaps she is you, and you just don't know it yet. Or maybe she is your wife, sister, mother, friend, or someone you know but with a different name now. Maybe you are the one who can help me find my only love. Maybe you can spread the message that I never stop looking for my angel of hope. I am Juan DeVal from the Dominican Republic. I came to New York when I was just a child. When I was 17 years old, I joined the Marines. After the military, I finished my education in business administration. I was top of my class, but my real talent was seducing women.
However, that's how I got the name Don Juan. But this story is not about all the women in my life. In my job after college, I seduced people to buy new products until I developed my own business, following my passion for sports. While I had the business idea in the sports industry, I worked a part-time job as a personal trainer in a local mixed martial arts gym. My roommate was a doctor named Ray. Well, he was more than my roommate. He was my big brother, Ramon DelVal. And I was more or less crashing in his apartment until my business took off. June 7, 2012, was the day I decided to spend the summer visiting possible investors. I remember arranging my schedule so that during the day, I spent my time finding new leads and visiting investors. Then in the evening, I worked as a personal trainer at a gym. I had a great start meeting people. And the first month was a learning experience talking to prospective investors. By the end of July, I had one investor willing to risk whatever it took to develop my idea. This was after William Gonzalez, a business consultant, handed my business executive summary to Don Emilio Ramirez. My pitch was simplified sports fantasy to eliminate the time spent on stats. Don Emilio was a 59-year-old businessman, and like me, he loved sports. He loved investing in the sports industry, and some of his past investments involved sports bars, offshore betting companies, restaurants near stadiums in New York City and New Jersey, a sports agency company with a decent list of professional athletes, and a huge list of young rising stars all around the United States and Latin America. This guy was involved in anything that had to do with sports, from sponsoring cars in NASCAR to the Super Bowl, you name it. Don Emilio was a powerful and well-respected man in society. Even though I was aiming to do business with Mark Cuban, Scott Boris, or a professional athlete with a great image like Derek Jeter or Manny Ramirez, I was very excited to meet Don Emilio in person. And for a moment, I thought he was the perfect match for my business. I could picture myself sometime in the future, watching a Dallas Mavericks game against the New York Knicks in the VIP room in New York City with my lawyer and business consultant, Scott Boris. Mark Cuban and Don Emilio. Mark was trying to convince Don Emilio and I to sell him a small share because he wanted to be part of the business. What I didn't know then about Don Emilio was that he was under investigation. And because I was speaking to his business consultant, William, I was about to become a part of that. After I left William's office, I had a tail on me. And by the end of the week, the DEA knew everything about me, but I was clean and off the radar for the moment. My appointment with Don Emilio was not until the end of September. I'd had almost a month and a half to prepare for the meeting. What I didn't know was that my life was about to change completely. I do remember the day it all began to change, though I woke up under the impression it was just another normal day. It was a Saturday. My brother Ray had to work early at the hospital. He left me a note and some cash to get him something nice for a friend he was meeting that night. I decided to take the A train to 175th Street and rode the shuttle bus across the George Washington Bridge to the Garden State Mall in New Jersey. To be honest, I didn't have a tangible reason to go that far for a gift. But that morning, I woke up with a feeling of emptiness inside, and I wanted to be away. I felt the journey would give me the escape that I needed, so I just kept going, not asking myself any questions or giving myself a chance to rethink my actions. I went to Macy's looking for something nice for the kitchen. I looked kind of lost because I didn't know exactly what I was getting. Did you find what you are looking for? A voice as smooth and sweet as whipped cream inquired from behind me. 
I don't know what I'm looking for, I responded, and turned around to place a face to the voice. Due to how exquisite she sounded, I had expected to see a beautiful woman, but the face that met my anxious gaze was even more beautiful than her voice portrayed. I wasn't aware I'd sucked my breath in until she smiled. Her big brown eyes seemed to suck me further in while calling on my eyes to smile right back. Her hair was a breathtaking blonde, bright like the sunlight, and it was coming down from one side, covering half of her face and neck. I could barely see her right eye, but one eye was more than enough to get me lost for a moment. I had met a lot of women in my life, but I had never felt anything quite like the pull I felt towards her. Sometimes we look in the wrong direction, she said. She walked a few steps closer to me and pointed at a baby blue kitchen towel. She will love the color and the design of waves, she said, referring to my brother's friend, obviously thinking it was for my own lady friend. And then she began to walk away. Do you work here? I urgently asked her, turn back. No, she said, turning around to halt in her tracks as if contemplating the answer in its finality. It was an oddly powerful moment for me. I felt a strong connection with her as if an energy cord bonded us together. And I was very curious to know if I was the only one feeling this way. I had my senses all over the place and a strange sadness surrounded me, similar to when you lose someone you love seemed to be coursing from her aura into me. I didn't want to sound like a freak, so I didn't mention that to her. However, I did introduce myself. My name is Juan Delval, I said, as I extended my right hand for a handshake. Her palm was soft and warm, and the intensity of the connection sizzled even more with the handshake. Do I know you from somewhere? You look very familiar, I said to her with a small smile, playing on my lips while a questioning Confused look hovered behind it. No, you have never seen me before. And she turned and left without saying her name. I paid for the gift and headed back to New York. On my way home, she was the only thing I could think of. That and the insanely intense attraction I felt for her. I also wondered about the sadness that coursed through her and surrounded me during our conversation, and I wrote about it. She was right about the gift. My brother told me his friend loved the design of waves and thought the shade of it was particularly beautiful. Ray couldn't believe I had such great taste in such a matter, so he questioned and teased me nonstop about it. Eventually, I had to tell him someone at the store helped me pick it out, but I didn't talk about her. I felt the memory was too precious to share so soon. That night, I had a dream. I was walking on a beach and she appeared to me, full of light. Before I could get closer to her, two men held me down to my knees and another pulled her away from me while she was trying to come closer to me. One of them pulled the gun to my head and boom! The gunshot explosion woke me up before the bullet reached my head. It was all sweaty and my heart was literally pounding its way out of my chest. I couldn't go back to sleep after that and neither could I stop thinking about her. Would I ever see her again? Who was she? And why did I feel like I knew her so well? I had to find her. On and on these thoughts ran about in my head. For the first time in my life, I found myself interested in a woman with no intentions to seduce her like all the others before her. Well, at least it wasn't my first intention with her. Though she was very beautiful, 
It was the air of tragedy around her and the quiet strength she exuded that intrigued me the most. It was insane. I could tell she was younger than me. But her body language and the way she moved spoke volumes about class. Somehow, I could also tell her baby face belied her level of maturity. One thing her baby face was spot on about was a clean, pure aura that seemed to be stained with sadness. It just felt like I'd always known her in a past life or something and just needed to know her again. Seducing her was far from my intention because she had already seduced me. Got me real then, hook, line, and sinker. She wasn't even the typical woman I would go for because I always selected who to approach as the lion always selects its prey. A lion will observe from far away before making a move, and if the prey is wounded, the lion won't attack. The same way a man makes his decisions to approach or not based on what he sees. This time around, I was the prey, and she the hunter leading me to her arm's tramp. I couldn't even design to show any resistance to her, even if she brought my death. Just wanted to feel her close again. Your silence says more than the things you said. And the things that you don't see and touch are more real. There's no lie in a feeling, and you will never hide what's in your heart. You could look at a person's eyes and tell them you don't feel anything. But first, must train your entire body just so. When your heart tries to come out of your chest, during the internal battle between your reasoning and feelings and your soul knowing you are made for each other, let your ego fool you and cover it with the darkest blind. Don't turn your back to love now. To live the misery, I am living now without you here. Admit that more important than fine things and security is us. You will eat and will never be full. Dress and always feel naked. Laugh and never be happy. And crying will be the only real thing, reflecting your emptiness and sadness. The very next day, I went to the mall again, hoping to find her. I was never in love before, and I needed to know what I was feeling and why I was feeling that way. I knew I couldn't afford to detract from my business project, so I figured I could work on my presentation in a coffee shop or the food court. At least I wanted to try that for a week hoping I'd lift my eyes off my laptop screen, and she'd be there, standing right in front of me, saying, Hello, it's you again. 